Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. that is on record but i will cut it out (laughs) oh you're not going to start the podcast with i'm sorry no it is international women's month and you are here with two very powerful women so i feel like a good start to this podcast would be for you to say you're sorry yeah even if it's just a preemptive one Hmm. is that how i should wake up yeah yeah just wake up text me and mary jane i'm so sorry and then wait is that a get out of jail free card or is that if in case i mess up without even knowing i messed up or have i messed up and i don't know it what am i saying sorry for because i don't i'm already um, on, on welcome my heels. to being a woman <laughs> <laughs> happy women's history month that's right we you just accomplished what mel gibson had to go through what women want <laughs> that was like 30 seconds yeah. for that movie yeah i am i'm known for my brevity <laughs> did you see your life flashing before your eyes just yeah. now did you see my hands become fists but not because i wanted to fight but because i got scared i want your, i watched your sweat break into a sweat <laughs> <laughs> that's so good yeah yeah i could hear the poop coming out of you <laughs> for real yeah damn yeah. well i'm sorry yeah, we have to do that in heels. Yeah, and backwards. I know that. Mm-hmm. I have heard that saying. Mm-hmm. I'll To put it out, we recorded about 15 minutes, and it was really fun, mm-hmm. and one of us wasn't being picked up, and that's my fault. I dropped <laughs> the ball on that, that, so let's make it official. Oh, but the good news is the hammer is back. The hammer is back. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first loose moose that we've done with a third person. Thank you for joining us, Allie Lou. Thank you for having me, guys. Normally we just do loose mooses where it's just Mike and Mike and I hang out and fucking smoke weed and shoot the breeze. But then we were like, we should have Allie for the whole thing, not just as a guest, but as like a friend to hang. Yeah. And we've been trying to record with you for two hours now. Yes. Right. Yeah. You showed up at five o'clock, as we said. Yes. We have not been able to record because <laughs> there's a hot water heater being put into my apartment. Got a text from my landlord, said, hey, 9 a.m. to noon. New hot water heater being put in aren't going to have hot water. It is now 7 p.m. and they've decided to start using the drill. So, like, what is going on? Yeah, well, spring cleaning. Spring cleaning. That's what it is. But I also feel like that excuse uh, due to COVID. Right. What does that mean? Dude, it's a get-out-of-jail-free card for everyone to do bad service. That's the I'm sorry for... (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Because I do understand that there are going to be some delays due to COVID. But, like, why 18 weeks for a couch? Wait, you have a couch that took 18 weeks to get to you? It's still Is not it a baby? Here. Why are you saying it in the weirdest amount of time? Where is it? What kind of couch weeks. is it? Also, just say four months. From Joybirds. That's what the email said. 18, or 18 weeks. It, Due to COVID, orders may be delayed up to 18 weeks. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. I wonder where their facility is located. Across the street. <laughs> like, yeah, truly. <laughs> and at this point, I'm just like, yo, yeah, sure. Due to COVID. Due to COVID. Yeah, all should. I mean, I know it's not very exciting, but like supply chains for cannabis companies have really like been crazy and fucked a lot of people up with like, you know, they have the weed, they have the product, they can't get the packaging or, right. you know, they, it have, is fucked up. they have the fucking products, but they can't get it to the places they need to get it to because of a lack of people who are able to deliver it. It's when crazy. fucking all the Trump supporting cannabis people out here, real talk, and we don't have to get too deep into this unless we want to, but I will say when Trump started fucking with tariffs with China, that fucking 
fucked over so many people in cannabis, and there's still Trump supporters out here. It's maddening. Who smoke weed? Who smoke weed? Blows my yeah. mind. Also, did you guys see that Trump uh, it revealed that he had the vaccine in January while he was in office? Quietly. Quietly. That's how it was reported. They quietly, he and his fucking crazy wife, got the vaccine quietly and then left office. That was the headline? Yeah. Yeah. Trump and Melania quietly oh, received COVID-19 vaccines. Wait, what? I thought it was like, douchebag and his crazy <laughs> wife. <laughs> That's a TMZ version. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Orange fascist and total fucking nightmare. Received quiet, <laughs> quietly received vaccine. I would watch that animated short where it starts with the most banal headline that is actually like journalistic integrity of the news. Yeah. And then it shows every outlet spinning it into yeah. how they would say like it the for New their York fucking... Post. Yeah. yeah. That's yes. a cool idea. That's a great I idea. I love that. Should do a t- time lapse of just like a day if you listen headlines. to this do not write for late night because that is going in all of our late night packets because <laughs> that is fucking timeless and evergreen and brilliant <laughs> welcome to weed and grub everybody <laughs> yeah welcome to weed and grub what up mary jane what up ellie lou what up, what up? how's it going mike how's Good. it going ellie Good. How's it going, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Uh huh. Very, very well. Um, this is a podcast about can- comedy. Can- Whoop! Almost said all oh, of them at once. Wow. <laughs> can a comedy that would have been cooking. dope? Can Co- you imagine if you had just invented a word that encompassed all of that? Canamadiolturous cooking. Can a comma culture cooker. What am, mm, I'm just, know. this is bad. Mm-mm. Sorry, Ali, let you down. I have to hold my boobs. <laughs> Why are you holding I'm your boobs? I'm feeling uncomfortable. Old? Why? That's like the Mary Poppins of, that's like the super califragilistic <laughs> If we can figure that out. Can a comma cooking culture. <laughs> <laughs> Cannabis comedy cooking culture, calling shit out and spring cleaning. Spring but cleaning. I truly can't remember how t- many times we've said this now because we've tried to record multiple times. Yes. Okay. But we yeah. got it. We're good. We're and good. If we end up hitting the drill again, we will like maybe pause, maybe not cuz I can't murder. keep doing this. We might just inception the shit out of this podcast and yeah. just go five levels deep and then come all the way back up. I love that. I've yeah. never seen the movie, but I don't think I'd get it. So I'm not too worried about missing that one. I don't think I actually made any sense cuz I have no idea how you would inception a podcast. I guess I you do. would just go Well, no, I had an inception dream actually that I talked about recently where I did like a four layers, kept waking up and thinking I was awake. And then I was still sleeping, and I came oh, up through several shit. levels. Also, I know nobody wants to hear about my dreams, but can I say that I woke up this morning, had this crazy dream about this really vivid leg tattoo that I woke up thinking I had. That's how vivid it was. Whoa. Did you feel the tattoo being administered? No. I just all of a sudden in my dream had this crazy, very specific leg tattoo, and I woke up thinking I had it, and I texted the friend who in the dream had designed it, and it turns out that that friend had just had an experience that that leg tattoo was about. Isn't that nuts? Yo. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. It was like my leg tattoo was about something that had just happened to them, but in my dream, but in their real life. You know what I'm saying. You inceptioned it. I mean, you yeah, can't think of a better so, fucking yeah. word. Did I just inception this podcast? Yeah, inception <laughs> this podcast. Yeah, for sure, for Somebody sure. is looking at their weed while listening to this, <laughs> looking in the mirror, looking at their weed and being like, I mean, I guess. I guess it works. <laughs> Someone's eyes just glaze over and they go get a leg tattoo. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's going to be so funny. <laughs> Send us pics. <laughs> Tag at Weed and Grub. Yep. Man, um, I was. I know we were going to talk. We've talked about food. What do we start with? What do you want to start with, Allie? Let's start, start with food, right? Like yeah. lead with love. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. yeah. Is that a Filipino saying? Uh, no, that's a Allie Lou original. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. So what? Wow, sorry. I don't know. I took a stab. I don't know anything about Filipino culture, so I thought anything she's saying must be Filipino. Must be Filipino. It is, I, I think a lot of what I say is indicative of like being Filipino, because like Filipino, the Filipino language is very severe. 
Mm-hmm. Like my stand-up is pretty direct. <laughs> like, it's it's sharp mountains. Yeah, it's pretty pointed, um, and that has to do with my language. Like English is my second language, and every time I say that, people are like, "Nah." What's the rhythm of Philip? Or what do you speak? Tagalog. T- it's, Tagalog. It's very rhythmic and it's very emotional. Um, like let's say I had crooked teeth growing up. Well, and uh, crooked in Tagalog is serangipin, which means broken teeth. So oh. any flaw that you have. You know, if you have any mental illness, that's serang ulu, which means broken head. Mm. It's 10x yeah. the real deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. That's like George Carlin fucking <laughs> level. Fucking <laughs> major. Yeah. Soft language. Ooh. No, but the opposite. But the opposite. It's yeah. Like daggers. Wow. Yeah. So I have to be very careful because that's my go-to. That's like my, I'm, I'm constantly translating in my head mm-hmm. still. I'm oh, like for, Jesus. forming English words in my mouth still, but it's just speed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that how languages work when it's a second? I don't speak anything, so when I when I <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I can't speak to uh, other English as a second language people. Um, but I did not attend any kind of like uh, class to reinforce English. Like I never learned English. Uh, I have um, the ability to hear and memorize Mm -hmm. so i would just memorize english words and then kind of gauge in context when i should pull it out so that's why we were talking about like the the whole spectrum thing earlier Mm -hmm. um that has a lot to do with it like you're i'm able to kind of speed up and and get there just based on feel and remembering wow i bet you'd make an amazing translator uh body language has a lot to do with it like i've had to like read people and tone and all that stuff It's, it's kind of um it was induced as opposed to learned. And you have to be one step ahead of them. Like mm-hmm. you're sort of watching someone in real time and you know more about them than they are actually thinking that they're showing off, yeah. right? Yeah. Because, yeah, I know, you're so intuitive. It's fucking <laughs> scary, you know? That yeah. terrifies people. It is in, in the wrong hands. That shit is destructive. Yeah. So it's like this constant battle of like, you know, using your superpower for good or evil, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you are someone who has what some people might consider a limitation, fucking embrace that shit. And that's your superpower. And now you decide what to do with that because you have to be responsible. Mm-hmm. And some people don't have natural empathy. They can't fucking access that. And so they're like the best agents ever. Yeah. Damn. That's real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Thanks for being good. Yeah. It's so Because I think you could destroy me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like, I don't want to. That's like, what I'm saying. Like, who wants to destroy? Oh, some people It feels great. Do. Yeah. It does feel great. It feels to like ruin someone's day feels amazing. But isn't it better when they ruin it for themselves? And oh, you can just yeah, like eat truffle true. popcorn and be like, <laughs> yeah, that is true. I'm going to hang out with Mike and MJ later. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. That's yep. cool. Let, let all, people ruin their own yeah. fucking time. We don't need to be involved in that that's nonsense. Kinda, that's kind of what we were talking about with spring cleaning yep. is like cr- time creation. And it's like, yo, how do I want to spend it? Because this pandemic has been nothing but time to reflect on time. Yeah. And so what are you writing that down? I brought my book for you guys to oh, see. Oh, I thought I said something cool, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. What are you writing that down? Okay, so I use this uh, enlighten- enlightenment planner. Um, okay. Because in your 30s, I guess you buy journals that are $40. Oh, my <laughs> God. It's a flex. I bought, like, I bought like an $80 one that was like spiral bound and huge and heavy, and I didn't use a fucking day of it. It was like a coffee table piece. Yeah, but it's gorgeous, right? Yeah, it looked great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love like, like, like adulthood means 
buying expensive journals, mm-hmm. having fridges with two with a door on each side. <laughs> yep. A headboard. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's about it, right? And like if you have an ottoman, damn. Whoa. Yeah. That would be crazy. Yeah. I would love to have an ottoman. Oh, dude, I've seen people who just like forego the coffee table move and just do tray on ottoman. Wow. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's so big. It's huge. That's like my cousins in Tennessee. And then they sit on the floor, right? Yeah. I love that. Because they got kids and they're not allowed to sit on the couch. Why have kids? Yeah, don't have kids. Yeah. Okay. Um, So (laughs) as we're talking about spring cleaning, first of all, my house is filthy, so I really need to make time. I don't know how you guys are handling like general cleanliness. Badly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Look at me. (laughs) Come on. Have you seen me? Have you seen me? I'm so glad nobody can see us. <laughs> I do have to shout out my friend Candace Martellaro, who uh, tweeted that she was ex- semi-excited to start wearing hard pants again, parentheses <laughs> jeans. That's fucking... When she called it hard pants, I was like, yeah, that's what they are. Oh, they yeah. are hard pants. We have been lounging for a year. Oh yeah. I don't, I threw all my hard pants out. I am exclusively slippers and jammies hundred percent of the time. You can pretend like you're in a Nancy Myers movie. Like, like yeah. you make croissants with Meryl Streep. I've made it. I'm like Diane Weist. Yeah. You know, <laughs> swanning around. If you put on flowy pants, you automatically get a lucker set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I like, like a kimono comes on you like automatically. I have multiple kimonos. How do you know this? This is a, yeah, I have a lot of kimonos. Yeah. Okay. Um, so my house cleaning has not been great because I live with two boys and I've just given up. Yeah. <laughs> like totally given up. But this thing has saved my life. It's the enlightenment planner. And every, at the beginning of the month, you write out your goals. Mm-hmm. And then you have this mood tracker that you can fill out in your colors. And it shows like pink is very happy. Purple is relaxed. Orange is uh, not so great. And blue is really, really sad. Okay. So we can see that January was like a pretty zen year and then, you know, pre-period, period, oranges. And it just keeps you accountable because if you swing hard, you know, you want to be able to like see hard evidence of where you're, you know, what time of the month you're feeling good, what time of the month you're feeling less productive. And you can do things for yourself that are fun instead of focusing on work during those times. And also break routine mm-hmm. during those times because if you're falling into the same rut around your birthday, say, and your name is Mike, then maybe you should break those routines this year Ah. so that you don't track that same mood. Absolutely. Do the opposite of what you usually do. Love that. Yeah, absolutely. And then it breaks down your month and that's your overall and it comes with a meditation guide. And this is what you're going to focus on for the month. And then you go into your weekly and you just break everything down and it reminds you to meditate and hydrate. And you, you just lay everything out and you can move it. It's not like... Don't. I'm so glad this isn't on your phone too. Yeah. yeah. You're like using a pen yeah. and it's a nice pen it lo- and it's color coded. You're yeah. having fun, Allie. I'm having a fucking blast. Um, there's no right or wrong way to like manage your time. It's what feels right to you. And if you are beholden to like a planner, mm-hmm. it's going to work against you. Yeah. Like let it work for you. Yep. Oh, shit. Yeah. You might want to write that one down. Yeah. Well, radical concept, though. <laughs> Luckily, it's on the podcast. <laughs> Timestamp. Uh-huh. Um, but you guys get it. Like, you guys manage a billion different things, plus your personal lives. Like, what are yeah. you doing? I'm trying to clean out... I think I said this... Did I say this already on here? I'm not sure. Clean out the corners in order to be able to grow 
in a less cluttered way because I have a lot that I'm trying to let go of right now. Yeah. Like huge, huge, big, old, heavy shit. And I went to this chiropractor last week um, who does an entire sort of assortment of like Western and Eastern treatments. And some of it was energy work. And she did all of this stuff where she was like cutting cords and putting healing energy into my heart and letting my liver sort of like breathe and all this sort of stuff. And she was like, it's very heavy. Your load is very heavy. We need to let some of this go. And after that session, I felt totally at peace and in kind of a new restored way. And so I'm trying to move forward with that energy. And I'm going back to her, you know, like I'm going to set this up for myself because it felt so good to sort of just like, drop some of that stuff that is sort of, you know, spiritually and emotionally and mentally taxing. Can we talk about your neck pop? Yes. If we're going to talk about cleaning out the corners. Yeah. Yo. Yo. You mean my reaction when she did it? And the, the, the girth of the pop. Girthy pop. It was a, it was, okay, so Dr. Emmy is an amazing chiropractor. Our friend Natalie sent me to her. She swears by her and I wasn't sure what to expect, but she was like this, she just changed my fucking world. And she, yeah, it was my first adjustment, my first time ever going to a chiropractor. And she was cracking up. She was like, you know, what did you expect? Like, I, she, could, she couldn't believe that I'd never been adjusted. And every time she adjusted me, I would like burst out laughing because it was so crazy. <laughs> and then she did this thing where she turned my head and she was like, do you feel nauseous? And I was like, nope. And she was like, okay, do you feel disoriented? And I was like, nope. And she was like, okay, I'm going to adjust you. And she did the fucking crack. And she, she did warn me that it was going to be very loud, but it was so loud. Like, it was like, Someone banging a like a sheet pan in my ear. I was like, "Yo, <laughs> oh my, that sounds fucking awesome!" Right? I watch these videos on oh. the internet. I put it out to the universe. I will get on a casting couch for a back cracking video. That's yeah. good porn. Yeah, crack porn. Yeah, she Ooh. cracked my toes. <laughs> yeah, she adjusted my knees. Oh, yeah, it was hot. That is, that mm-hmm. is really hot. Yep. Like, I is this OnlyFans or is this going to be like on YouPorn? Because I think that monetizing monetize it. Oh, hot absolutely. naked people being adjusted. <laughs> I mean, they're basically those videos. They're just wearing like Lululemon leggings. But I've seen some pretty jiggly videos. <laughs> <laughs> Are you into the pimple popping situation? I really like blackheads. Mm, I've seen some good. What's ones the come difference? Out. Blackheads. You see, the, it's like a, it's sometimes it's ingrown hairs. Yeah. The extractions wild. Yep. I used to go down massive rabbit holes with extractions. Yeah, not so much anymore because now I'm a little grossed out. I think I saw one too many. Like, yeah, I don't like when the, if the if blood follows. I don't. I'm not yeah, into that. if it's um, like a pustule, not so much. But blackheads, very satisfying. Yeah. Really, it's like a weird underground sort of like creature emerging. Yeah, I'm high and I had therapy today, so I apologize in advance. <laughs> Double whammy. Double whammy. But um, you're making me think because this is a spring cleaning episode, and you got cosmically bonally and like muscly mm-hmm. adjusted and spiritually, and spiritually yeah. adjusted that you also like these extraction videos because there's some kind of like letting go for you Purging. and you're like manifesting and like what's it called when you put something on some some other shit projecting projecting yeah you're like watching blackhead videos to project on them yeah because yeah. it's like a purging of un- unclean and like not good i i agree i also think there's something to like you're you're getting adjusted you're getting like someone is touching you physically to mm-hmm. like remove this thing and also how lightening it is to just have it acknowledged mm-hmm. for someone to be like you're carrying this load i see you mm-hmm. breathe in pressure 
fuck. Yep. Fucking A. And can I tell you, like, this is real shit. She, uh, I was telling her about someone who is a difficult person in my life who recently passed. And she did this healing work where she put a lot of healing into my heart. And then she had me do this deep breathe. And she was like, just go with this. She said, do a deep breath in and then say, give me back my power and breathe out. And I was like, that is so fucking woo woo. That's so yeah. fucking, you know, something that I would never do. But I just was under her care and I could already tell that I could trust her. And so I did it and I said it and I breathed out and then she had me do it a few more times. And it was like massive release. Of course, along with it comes a lot of emotion. And like, you know, I cried into my little face rest and, <laughs> nice. you know, and then she flipped me over, went to town on a, with me, a, a deep tissue massager on my fucking body. And it was just, but that moment of like, speaking it aloud yeah. and then having someone like actually put energy into you as you do it it was like truly kind of a big deal well letting go is such a fucking easy answer to things and no one tells you how to do it mm-hmm. like oh just let go of your anger just let go of your resentment let go of your jealousy how i can only let go if i'm physically holding on to something mm-hmm. yeah like how do i let go because especially when you think you let go but actually it's just been stored somewhere yeah. and you don't even know that it's being st- like that that attic is getting full yeah well i have great friends who uh point out to me when i'm mentioning a name a lot with negative attachment mm-hmm. they'll be like okay ali you have mentioned so and so like four times in the last few conversations that we've had like are you gonna deal with it or you just want to complain about them for the rest of your life mm-hmm. damn yeah. that's what's up yeah put up or shut up <clears throat> yeah yeah exactly that's what my mom always says put up or shut up wow and that's when i was just like oh yeah I got to I just got to walk away from the situation. I just have to not be around this person mm-hmm. because they probably don't even know what they're doing cuz they're so self-involved. Mm. Nothing is ever against me, right? right? Like that's one of the attachments. Like nothing is personal even when it feels like sometimes it's very personal like being left uncredited feels very personal. Absolutely. Um that had nothing to do with me and everything to do with the other person. Yep, absolutely. I remember the one time I was uncredited for something that I had created that then was released on someone else's like album, for lack of a better term. And I like when I confronted them about it, they were shocked that I was mad. Yeah. Like they just never thought of it. Did they pretend to be shocked or were they really shocked? I think he pretended to be shocked. Yeah. It was a big surprise though that I was like I was like absolutely. He didn't I'm expect not, like, you to have the courage to stand up for yourself. He didn't yourself. expect me to yeah. say anything because it was sort of like you know me being included in the first place. Yada yada yada. Right. You should be, be thankful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Toxic gratitude is real, yo. Toxic gratitude. What is that word combo? I, it's probably. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's, it's got to be. It Allie, sounds right. Write the pen. It yeah. Fucking write that shit right. down. Uh, yeah. Because it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, you have a hard real person in your life, and there's a point where you either have to have the conversation, or you don't. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you can either have the conversation in this case with the person that I'm dealing with. I just know that regardless of what I say, they're not going to change because this is an established pattern of behavior. Mm-hmm. And I am not the exception. I'm just going to go ahead and default to thinking I'm the rule and move on with my life. And it has nothing to do with the course that they are on anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's all with love. No, no, res- <laughs> no resentment. Just you do your thing because now I have cut that cord Mm -hmm. that's reclaiming power is kind of like reclaiming time yeah like time is so valuable especially right now where it's like why in the pandemic does it feel like it's gone by so slow and yet so fast like you blink your eyes and it's a year now yeah but we've been like slogging through this whole year just trying to like get on the other side yep but we've we keep getting on the other side of it it just keeps growing you know what i mean yeah 
Like that. you guys are moving constantly, even if it doesn't feel like it, because look where we are. Yeah. You've become merciless this past pandemic. Yeah. This past pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm too old, brown, and fat for this. I need to work now. <laughs> now. Yo. You know? Yeah. Like, I removed all the hurtful attachment to what those things are, and that's facts, and that is my greatest motivator. Aren't you scared that they're going to make it and then talk shit about you and ruin your career from the other side? What can they say? That I'm a really hard worker and I demand clear and concise communication? Damn, she sucks. <laughs> wow, what a bitch. What a bitch. <laughs> oh, she struggles with time management and is asking for help? Yeah. Mm. Wow. That's the worst you can say. You can not like my attitude. You can not like my directness. But the work speaks for itself. Absolutely. Damn, that's pretty real. Because it's hard to think that way. It is so hard to think that way, and very few people do. It's hard. It's very hard to let go of wanting to be liked. I mean, we've talked about this on here with a, a few folks, and like that is such a motivator for I think so many it's of us. It's why I'm in, here, right? In the beginning, hundred <laughs> percent. That's why you were here, but that's not why you're here anymore, yeah. right? Um. Oh, that's that's a good put on blast, Mary Jane. Where's the horn? Because you you put it on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mary Jane, blast! Yeah, now you're here because you like learning about women. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, think about it, yo. Did we move to Los Angeles to be townies? I moved here to see how far nice. I could go with my dreams. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. And what I struggled with in the pandemic was I am working tirelessly to pursue a dream while there are people sleeping on the street. Yeah. That's weird. And so I had to really break it all down. And what? why am I doing this? Is it f to see my face everywhere? Is it to have my name in people's mouth? No, it's to get in and change everything I hate about it. Mm -hmm. It is to change, to put myself in a position where I could have asked CBS why they let cops park in their parking lot while the protests were happening. Yeah. On my vision board right there, the next to the Louis Vuitton coat, Mm -hmm. access yeah is like what this year is about for me yeah. is like simplifying my goals so that i can crush them and be really proud of them which will hopefully earn me more access to make a bigger better more positive impact on the world instead of trying to do 900 things at once yeah hoping one of them pops off i'm just going to lean in hard on the things i care most about to get more access to have more power to do better things to well, do, yeah yeah absolutely make life better make life better for me and everyone i love yeah. yeah and for me it's like my biggest thing to let go of is uh be i was so mad at myself mm. i've been so mad at myself for five years for only knowing that comedy was my dream for five years mm -hmm. isn't that like fucked up to like beat yourself up for not knowing how to dream whoa I mean, that's ridiculously hard on yourself yeah. that's yeah and so i was like i have to let that go because if i had <laughs> i'm sorry but i'm watching your brain put a fitted sheet on the bed and it keeps springing <laughs> off the thing like it's trying to figure out comedy and the fitted sheet almost goes on and your brain just like springs it back yeah yeah, yeah because so much of like what i love about comedy is the come up mm -hmm. like it comedy is a fucking entry level position that you can make an executive position at the same time doing the same job. Ooh, cool. I love how you say that. Say more, say more, say more. You can be an open micer and mm -hmm. you can be Kevin Hart in the same room on the same mic with the same amount of time and you can either be an open micer forever or you can take the steps to be a Kevin Hart. Mm -hmm. or what, what, whatever. Because the time is the same. The time is the same. Right. You have that much amount of time to do the same amount of work. Mm -hmm. um, and the barrier to entry to comedy is just 
go to an open mic and you have two to five minutes, right, typically, anyone can do it. Mm-hmm. Anyone can get up who wants to do it and do it. It's not the same for like sketch unless you can afford a sketch writing class. Mm-hmm. It's not the same for acting unless you have a fucking job that will let you leave in the middle of the day, maybe sometimes three times a day to go out on audition. Or you're just born rich. Or you're born rich. So many of them are just born rich. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's shocking when you look at Hollywood and you're like, oh wait, you were all born rich? Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. You mean Army Hammer didn't come from nothing? Are you saying anyway. that acting is easy? No, no, not at all. It's extremely hard, and it's also a craft and a technique that you have to go to school for in order to be good. But in being my, rich helps my you learn that. Yeah. Opinion. Because it gives but you yeah. time, because time is money, and isn't that so much about what the spring cleaning episode is about? Time. Is like reclaiming yeah. your time and getting the most use of your time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm only doing things for free with friends from now on. Nice. Because the work is thankless and tireless and at the end of the day at least we know we all like each other yeah i mean we can get together and smoke weed and like do bits while there's drilling and hammering in the background for two hours and it's fun like it's not like oh fuck we can't get to recording this goddamn podcast i would be so mad if i weren't with friends yeah and and if on a two-hour delay but we're just like high and hanging exactly and like this time i'm gonna leave here rejuvenated because of your energy and this exchange Instead of being tired that I had to talk for like five hours. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> you know? Totally. Which yeah. we've done at this point. Yeah. We've had 200 false starts because of that. We, yeah. Yes. We are coming into hour five. Uh-huh. Um, this sorry. actually ties kind of into our news story this week. Oh. And how to reclaim your time and what to do with your time to make yourself happy. Dope. Yeah. So we should let's get to the news, yes. Ellie Lou. The Grub is that? Presented by this week, Twitter. <laughs> oh dang, you guys got Twitter? Yeah, yeah. making moves. I, I, I uh, paid four hundred dollars for a super follow nice. to get news this week. <laughs> What's the news coming from Twitter? Seth Rogen, baby. You know yeah. what it is. Come on. That's right. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Tweeted out almost ten years ago. I envisioned having my own weed company, and today I can say that my company houseplants weed will be available in california next week also houseplant is making lovely house goods like ashtrays lighters and yes even ceramics check them out houseplant.com this is not an ad we are not being paid for this this is just dope fucking news from a dope dude who took 10 years to do something he's proud of to do it right to do it right and houseplant has been available in canada for a while i believe and now really it's, yep it's coming to california i think it's starting out in la and then gonna be available in california dispensaries fairly soon so he's like had time to work on it and i know that he has three strains there's one called pancake ice that he tweeted about there's a video on here of him squeezing it and showing it stick to his finger because it's so sticky and fucking trichomey fucking stick. it's 33 percent thc levels it's a sativa dominant and it's like somebody's hockey number that's a great number yeah and then his other his other uh strains are called diablo wind and pink mom i think Yo, dude. That's great. Thank God. Yeah, fucking exciting. Isn't that so funny how, like, back in the day, like, celebrity drug dealers were like Escobar? (laughs) And now it's like Seth Rogen. (laughs) It's great, right? It's amazing. Yeah. This is fucking cool. And this is a dude who, like, loves what he does. Loves weed. Loves weed. Is always. And, like, talk about productive. Like, weed smoker. Yep. Like, like, champion weed smoker Mm -hmm. does everything. Yep. 
and has always wrapped fucking weed hard. Like he's been, you know, so open about his fucking yeah. weed use and has never somehow it's like never become the sort of stereotyped, you know, stoner. He's always been like that funny fucking guy first who loves weed and everyone yeah. knows about both. Yeah. And it's fantastic. It's the best combination. It's and elevated. Yeah. It is elevated because on that tip, somebody tried to come for him so that they could have a hot Twitter take that would maybe make them go viral. And what they said is like, cool, Seth Rogen, how about the 40,000 people who are still in prison? Da, 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 and like call out all of the atrocities and and terrible harrowing harrowing things that are still happening in this country and somebody else just screenshot all of his activism work from like expungement day donating money and just said here you go let's put this part of that conversation to bed and put him on blast for it yeah because the dude is real and he puts his money where his mouth is because time is money absolutely he's like john the way john stewart does all his activism like he's boots on the ground seth rogan does the same thing He's constantly spreading awareness. He called out Israel and Ted Cruz, and I think in the same month and a half. Like, the dude is like, he's touched in. And also, he's a human being. Yeah. What's he going to do about it? Yeah. (laughs) You know? Nice guy from Vancouver, who I believe, if memory serves me correctly, that his voice is what you hear on the Vancouver public transit system. That's amazing. Oh, is it just... (laughs) (laughs) No, I think he did the, like, welcome to Vancouver, you know? Oh, that's amazing. Like, when you get on the bus at the airport, Well, he's also the epitome of, like, do shit you love with friends. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. That's how he came up. You're going to make the best shit with your friends. Yep. Because you can communicate with your friends in a way that you can't with people who you're, like, assigned to. Because that's what so much of, like, like sketch comedy, for example. You go through these classes, and then you get paired with people, and that's your team. Right. Mm -hmm. And you have to fabricate. And there's, like, this synthetic chemistry. Right. Because you're not friends. And hopefully the goal is you'll become friends, and then you move on together. Or you find your people, and you create your own thing. But at the nucleus of it, it's friends. Adam Sandler does it with his friends. Seth Rogen and James Franco do it with their friends. Yep. You know, I fucking loved that whole vibe when uh, was it in Forty Year Old Virgin where they're just smashing uh, fluorescent light bulbs on each other <laughs> oh at the loading dock? No, they're just friends. That's yeah. clearly just a bunch of people who love hanging. Like it's fucking great. Yeah, and you can't write and make a movie called Zach and Miri make a porno with anyone <laughs> but your friends. Yep, and still have like the heart shine through in it. Have you had more time for friendship or less? I mean, p- the pandemic aside, because this whole thing is like, what, what what's the word? An asterisk. Asterisk. An asterisk of pandemic over all of this. But do you have better friendships now? Because you're cutting other shit out of your life? I think I am just realizing I've always had good people at at the nucleus of it all. Mm -hmm. Damn, that's cool. Yeah, I'm really lucky. I moved out here because I was, again, invited to move to L.A. to work for Fox. And I always kept home with me. Like, my roommate Joey, I've known him since I was 15, and we lived in Anchorage together, and we did community theater together, and I told him, save your money for six months, and then come live with me, work, and then you can start paying rent when you make money. You're mm-hmm. a real friend. That's He's real so as fuck. He's so fucking talented. What was he going to do? Fucking get freezer burn? Like... Everyone yeah. follow uh, at, at Joe, Joe Ryan. Ryan on fucking Instagram. His art is mind-blowing. Yes, it is. He's yeah. so good. Like, he has emotion in every fucking drawing and you know how voice artists like voiceover artists can like mimic voices he can do that with drawing so i could be like make mike like he's in the simpsons and he'll just draw that really yeah so talented anything anything from fine art to cartoons wow and i was like that can't just be an anchorage yeah yeah bring it with you bring him with me and my girlfriend i've had the same two best friends for 21 years those are my girlfriends. That's why I don't tolerate the way that some 
girl friendships out here operate mm-hmm. very transactional very surface because I know better mm-hmm. and that makes it difficult to work sometimes because I won't like hang out after or whatever but no one is entitled to my time or my affection yeah wow that's you, huge you can be civil and you can be friendly and good to work with but like I'm I have very close friends that I I can't mix worlds because I'm doing a million things Am I one of them? You are one of them. I knew you were going to ask. <laughs> Both of you are one of them. I was like counting it down in my head. I was like. <laughs> when can I get my word in about <laughs> whether or not I'm your friend? It's literally. I think about it this way. If, <laughs> am I your friend? Am I your friend? Am I your friend? I think about it this way. If we had met at a bar, which we did. We all met at a bar. In Alaska. In, under the comedy context. But like we just met at a bar. Yep. And I fucking love you guys. We wept and held each other. The first day we met. Like on this day came up. Like in memories. And Boldiv was like. What is this picture of you and Mary Jane crying? I was like, that's the first day we hung out. No, it's not. Is <laughs> that real? Because we were so moved by Jose that we both were just bawling. And we look at each other and I was just like, this beautiful person is now in my life forever. Forever. Yeah. We Yo. watched our friend Jose perform. Yeah. And then he was so beautiful and fucking courageous and gorgeous. And yeah, we both burst into tears and clutched at each other like fucking his you know proud family members we were like <laughs> he was like okay thank you guys yeah, wow bonded forever forever yeah. and i knew jose from new york and you knew him from alaska and so yeah. it was this really weird moment to like end up in this fucking bar where he was performing and um yeah crying with a new friend yeah is that what it takes that's when you know it's real yeah it's like when you're just like baseline humor like where you are like that <laughs> like, was who i was to the core like when you're ugly crying there's no hiding yeah and i was just like oh yes my friend <laughs> let's cry and hold each other's boobs that's yeah. when you know it's real uh, wait but, oh that's not but it's not sexual no no it's no. just comforting it's yeah nice. a front hug i can ha- like hold my boobs or i can hold someone else's yeah. boobs i hold my neck Mm-hmm. a lot like, and I you hold your like boobs a, a lot yeah I do hold my boobs a lot you do you do. like to get choked out um I used to love it mm-hmm. like when it was an elementary school thing <laughs> <laughs> early early er- Mike early I was early that is oh, also another story for another so time so advanced <laughs> wow. damn yeah can I say I I just wanted to go back to like bring, what brought you to LA because I wanted to get my fucking two cents in about why I came and just I, because it does fit in that I came here with no clear plan because I was running. And so it was interesting to arrive in LA and luckily I had my work in, you know, I was working in weed already and that was fucking awesome to like show up in this beautiful fucking paradise of legal weed, but then also be like, oh, I, my acting life, my life as an artist and as a performer can also be here and flourish here. And then to meet you guys and understand that I can sort of dovetail the two, which I think we do here on this podcast and with, you know, like what we're doing at South by Southwest and talking about like art and entertainment and weed and performance and creativity. So I was just excited for that to happen and meet my people like you and then also let the other shit go. The shit that doesn't work, the shit that hurts you, the shit that I was running from and some people of that time that I also can let go now who, you know, at one time were very important to me and it's okay that we're not close anymore and no one tells you that it doesn't have to be this like ceremonial thing yeah like you think that closure has to be like this you know bow that ties everything together it's not it's literally just like you taking a second to be like 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 for example um packet opportunities mike like with uh to sauce salt right pepper hot (laughs) 
<laughs> mayo. Mayo. <laughs> um, uh, like like writing packets, for example. I have gotten by on the good graces of people who have like referred me, right? Mm-hmm. Because I still have this hang up of like I need to be invited. Mm-hmm. I need to be. I can't just walk through the door. I can't. I don't have space. I've started so late. Blah 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 blah. blah. Mm-hmm. Now I have turned all of that into just gratitude in a healthy way, not like I have to wait for the next one. I can just quietly apply. I don't have to be invited anymore. Like I have the information, I have the resources. You don't have to be, I'm not a fucking vampire. Like I don't have to be invited in. You can just claim your opportunities because Mm -hmm. they're there for you. But to come back to access that you were talking about, the barrier to entry to our field is like non-existent. You have to be in this like club to like know what school to go to, what mics to hang out. Mm, yes, have but, you, have you yes, found but, that? yes, no, but. I, I'm going to yes, but you. That's like a new improv school of thought. Yeah. Yes, but. It, yeah. it, it's, it's the school of authenticity and being honest instead of playing along. Oh. Because I think that you, you, nobody can teach you approach. An approach, I think, is equally as important as knowing the who, what, where, why, when, how. Because once you can figure that out, it's how you approach those people and those opportunities and those things. And that, sometimes the more calculated, the better. Sometimes not. But like right. the approach, I think, is really important. And I think a lot of people fuck it up pretty quickly. Mm. And so, you know, I agree with everything you're saying. But I would also argue that like being chill, cool, nice, and having fun and doing a good bit is equally as important as what school you went to. I agree. I totally agree with that. Cause I didn't go to any school. <laughs> I've gotten by. And you just did NDA. Yes. So yo. Yeah. 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 I, I think that we are all really either using this time in the pandemic to clean house spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and also see how that's going to help our career goals yeah like because if it's all one right like look take singing for example i started singing lessons again because i've been like trying to vocally rehabilitate for so long i was a competitive opera singer and when i found comedy i virtually <laughs> wait is it a bunch of glasses on podiums <laughs> next to like six yeah, people it, cha- it changes the <laughs> girth of glass so you start with like a flute uh-huh. and then you graduate to like a goblet yes and of course then a beer sign if punch can, bowl yeah, finale yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah if you can get to the fountain you're fucking can you scatter shatter this ice sculpture (laughs) oh man you're at the worlds and these chandeliers are lowered and they're very beautiful but they're looking to be destroyed (laughs) they bring you into like fucking dynamite the trump building (laughs) what an awesome prize yeah we didn't place charges we just brought alley loop (laughs) do your thing after like processing all this like through narrative therapy like you have to go through like your childhood and like your come up and all that stuff. Uh, I was doing that at like six and seven, mm-hmm. which is b- basically robbing you of childhood. Yeah, Because for sure. you're training right away. And we would do these horrifying things called passing, where um, the director would take one of each voice part, there are usually four, one of each voice part to sing through your entire catalog. And if you make a certain amount of mistakes, you don't get to be in the concert. So I was literally taught that if you are not good enough to do it, you are not allowed to do it. Entering a world of comedy, (laughs) that's no longer the case. So I had to shed all my hangups of like, well, you're, what are you doing? You're wasting time. Mm -hmm. And that devalues other people's experience and their growth. So separate yourself from all that. I don't need to fucking have an opinion about what you're doing. 
as long as I'm leading with like authenticity and kindness, I'm going to be fine. Yo, your attitude is gratitude. <laughs> Does anyone ever said that before? Um, I don't, I haven't heard no. that. Okay. No. TM. Huh. Did you come up with that? Definitely not. <laughs> Mary Jane, is that a... I think I read it on the NCAP magazine at Whole Foods last night. So. <laughs> I applied, I think, for that position. And yeah. I didn't yeah. Get it was hired. like, scared is what you are, brave is what you're doing. You know, oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yo, the outside of women's magazines is a clusterfuck of hell. It is... <laughs> It is insane. Yeah, welcome to being a woman where yeah. they like neg you to sell you shit 100% of the time. Man, every word is like in pink and it says bad. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, you are not good enough. Yeah. Buy Here's this and you'll be better. This. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fat My- and lonely? Buy this magazine. You'll yeah. be better. This bodysuit will trick men into thinking you don't have a gunt. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the word fupa, so I've coined gunt. I like that there's gonna be all about it. Like you're coming for Spanx with like <laughs> gunt as like your brand that's gonna yeah. be a billion dollar company. I fucking love that idea. Well, I saw this horrific TikTok where um, a girl put a piece of cardboard in the front of her jeans to hide her gunt. <gasps> Yo, really? Wow. Is that fucked up? Yeah. It's How so does she sit up. down? She doesn't. She just twerks. So she's already oh. in position. She just leans into it. How, how does she sit down? Has been a question for women for fucking centuries. Like there were corsets. There have been fucking spanks and girdles and crazy contraptions yeah. of all kinds that make it difficult to sit. Mm-hmm. Well, and then like on the Filipino side of it, my aunts, uh, because the Philippines is so heavily influenced by like Japanese, Korean, and Chinese culture, the lighter your skin is, the more beautiful you are considered. So they would literally send me boxes of skin lightening lotion when I was like nine. No way. And it burned my skin. And so my skin was so much worse for like 10 years. I had new skin because it was chemically burned from these products that I'm allergic to. And so my skin got worse and worse and worse. And only recently in the last like five or so years have I like reclaimed my skin. Literally. Literally. And when I would go to the Philippines, they would pick me up in a separate car to drive me straight to the salon because I had curly hair and they didn't want to look at me until I got my hair chemically straightened. And so it destroyed my hair for like 10 years. Wow. That's so intense. Yeah. Fucking hell. And the, by doing that, your insides are fixed? <laughs> Apparently. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if that's your outside, then we good because we don't... Because it's about them, it's right? It's about them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, I mean. You are representing us. So that's what I... I cleaned house. I don't talk to my aunts. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, until you can tell me this was wrong, mm-hmm. we have no business speaking. Mm-hmm. What would happen to them if you looked like that? Is it like the dudes who would be like, who's this curly haired, darker skin? Yeah, because it's Filipino? all about like marriage, right? Like yeah. the daughters are presented to everyone. So they know once you're there, you're available. Because oh. it's still like a decision made between families. So it's like business families will get together. One will have a son. It'll be me. We'll meet every time I'm in the Philippines, hopefully grow a bond, write letters, connect, and that's who I'll marry. Yeah, fucking right. <laughs> no possible way on earth. What no. if he's a prince? I mean, it, does he make me laugh? Mm. Funny princes? Funny nah. princes? <laughs> I've know. never met a funny I prince. I don't think that's a <laughs> thing. It, it, it's so crazy to me too because then you Even come Aladdin to... <laughs> was like not the... He, was, he was not that cool. He was not that cool. No, the monkey was funny. Monkey killed. Yeah, and the, oh, and the rug. And, oh, and Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He was, oh. he was pretty funny. <laughs> told me which I think is amazing is uh because I have mad anxiety like just not even cute like the worst anxiety ever and I've been taking Xanax since I was like 11. Is anxiety? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um 
I'm Xanax free for about six years now because I've just been smoking weed. Um, my fear of abandonment is that feeling of like a rug being pulled out from under you. And so my go-to move is to nail the fucking rug down so I know that it's there. And then my therapist said, but what if it's a magic carpet? What have you just done? Oh. Yeah. Wow, What's I their like number and name? Yeah, I like <laughs> your therapist. Wow. Yeah. Meaning wow. embrace what scares you and face it head on. What does that mean? Because I like her saying it sounds fancy, but I'm not sure I get it. Uh, for me, it's my relationship, right? Because I've had like terrible experiences with men. I'm traumatized by men. And Baldev, my boyfriend, has now inherited a lot of that projection that I have. So there's like a lot of anxiety around that. And I... I want to just know what the plan is at all times. Like, mm-hmm. don't surprise me. I just want to feel secure. And he's like, but what if I wanted to like take us on a trip? Or what if I wanted to, you know, do this and this and this? And I was like, oh, he's the magic carpet. And I am nailing him to the ground. Whoa. With my anxiety. You're a Taurus. I'm a Taurus. So you like to stand in the field, firmly planted, grazing and watching things around you and move he is while a you are Pisces. planted. Oh. Wow. He loves the band Fish. (laughs) So he he likes to noodle with rainbows. Yes, he does. (laughs) Yeah, he's a rainbow noodler. He's a rainbow noodler. And like, (laughs) how lucky am I? I get like, I get to trust him and experience this magic, but then come back to my field. Wow. Yeah. I get to just ride the carpet and he is strong enough to hold a buffalo. great i like these metaphors these are very good metaphors he do smoke a lot too he do yeah he opened my eyes he changed my life about like joyful drug use Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's real it's important beautiful yeah or it can be important i mean for lots of people it's it's the fun of drug use is not what's important and it's the medicine but for me the joyful aspects of you know all of the substances that I've you know heard music better with or you know run around with Mike with you know <laughs> life is beautiful like all that kind of stuff is like changed me for the better yeah. through that through that time spent and then also afterwards because you are who you are when you're on drugs right like for me I totally believe that you are exactly who you are when you're on drugs if there's good energy around you mm-hmm. um, and like I'm I've never been into fish I didn't know what they were at all and from what I've heard before it was like really loud kind of industrial noise oh yeah (laughs) weird yeah (laughs) but then I came in with an open mind and open heart and I went to a show with him and it was the most goddamn beautiful thing I've ever experienced in my life it was a sea of people who were all just there enjoying something they loved Mm -hmm. and I was like how can you hate this this is fucking amazing all those rainbow noodles (laughs) (laughs) all together (laughs) but as like again with a background in like classical music Mm -hmm. i hear everything like i see the music written out and i'm like this is virtuoso musician yeah that's such a huge part of it i think that i always used to make fun of but when you realize it's like they're fucking like yeah yeah, virtuosational and improvisational like and I think that's why so much of it is making its way into hip hop now. Yes. Like all of that fucking scene, the psychedelic fucking movement making its way into like this new nerd hip hop that's happening. Oh, it's with so these good. Brilliant, it's so good. Deep feeling fucking brilliant hip hop artists incorporating that like joyful noodle yeah. in a very new and cool way. It's yeah. fucking great. And again, another great example of doing shit with friends mm-hmm. and like the trust that goes into like musical improv. Yeah. I yeah. wish, like, that is one of the things that I wish I had more friends in is in music because I want nothing more than to sit in the studio and just like do bits and run it hot until something clicks and dig like that's what I live for yeah Yeah. it's music and comedy are soulmates 
Yeah. Totally. Totally. This, you know what's great about this conversation? And I was thinking about it as you were talking, Mary Jane, but I was still listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Happy International good, Women's Month. Good man point. Good, good man point. Nice. Yes. Nice. <laughs> we won't make you eat this real small green guy. <laughs> Those things look so tart. It's that so tiny tart. ass line. I ate one earlier and it was like a fucking dragon riding around in my mouth, shooting jets of fucking sour squirts. It was crazy. <laughs> that would be like a fucking BDSM tool for this? sure. Yeah. What is this? That's that's the calamansi. That's the Filipino citrus that is very tiny but very very packed with flavor. Yes. Um, I don't know if Filipino food has similarities to Thai or anything like that, but like a squeeze of this on some noodles oh, yes. would rocket my tongue to Mars. So. Absolutely. Yeah. There's uh, this Filipino ramen, like equivalent to ramen, called pancit canton, which is essentially street noodles. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, they have that in like a packet. Mm. In a packet? Calamansi packet to add to the packet list. Um, <laughs> you mix it with soy sauce and a little bit of oil and it's just... Yeah. Pan fried noodles. Hand me another one. I want to eat a big yeah, bad boy. Wait, what were you thinking while I was talking that almost got you in trouble, but not because you said you were listening? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yes, <laughs> that time wasn't one one to one. <laughs> one win, one loss. Um, uh, how much fun? Like how weed and hanging around your friends and everything is fun. And I was just thinking like all of us having a joyful time here and how weed can be fun and weed can be cool. And I just miss that so much right now. And then I started thinking about Seth Rogen. I saw your I just dropped orange a drop on, on the floor. Calamansi uh-huh. on the floor. That was real funny. She looked up with big eyes like everyone heard it. They all saw it. I'm going to pretend <laughs> it didn't happen. Um, that was mad funny, Mary Jane. Reclaim your I'm time. I'm putting it in my mouth. I've got <laughs> hair on better? it. It's got hair on it. Yeah. It's a hairy Calamansi. <laughs> okay. It was great. It was great. Carry on. <laughs> Is it better than the last one? Mm-mm. <laughs> I know your face does look like a belly button. It's not a solo fruit. I'm holding my knees. <laughs> it's so tart. It's, it's delicious, but goddamn. Okay, I'm so sorry to interrupt. Yeah, two one. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you. I'm, with, with your thoughts. It's been a ten minute get to the point, Glazer. So let's <laughs> call it out. Should we? Should we get there? Should we get Wanna to get the there? fucking point one day? <laughs> fucking. Page 10. I'm still doing it. Um, (laughs) You diverted your diversion. I'm just so happy that weed can be fun. And I look at Seth Rogen and what we're doing. And it's just fun to talk and and be real with both of you right now. But also be pretty high and have a really good time. (laughs) And I'm... I'm. I feel like weed needs this now. Now more than ever. Now more than in ever. In these times, <laughs> in these in unprecedented these, times, yep. we need weed now more than ever. Yep. We take fun seriously. <laughs> TM. <laughs> I mean, I think that's true. That's just true of every single person that I admire is that they have a great time and they do it so seriously. Both of you, Seth fucking Rogan, other people that I love like Reggie Watts, you know, it's like they have a great time and then that's their output and they do it so seriously. It's wonderful. You need to, like, I remember I was working with a person who, because uh, I'm, I'm a spreadsheet person, I have to, otherwise it's fucking chaos in here. I need to like physically see where we're going and I will put all the work on me to format it because I need to learn how to format shit so I will take those extra steps I just need you to fill out the box it's very clear just fill out the box if you have any questions please go ahead hit it what what happens if I don't fill it out (laughs) I'll ask hey do you need me to fill it out for you or what can I do like so scared (laughs) 
because here's my thing I'm allowed to ask that and you're allowed to say this doesn't work for me mm. so then I will say what will work for you Ooh, I'm really scared now <laughs> <laughs> and it's with all love because we're working together and I my mistake is I assume that that's how everyone operates mm-hmm. I assume that because we're on a team this is how we're all open and it's all with love and I can say difficult things and you can counter with difficult things then it's all good because we love and respect each other mm-hmm that's not true of people that you may be assigned to. Do you think that's how capitalism operates or do you think it actually operates more like we're doing right now by being honest but looking each other in the eye while being honest and saying what we think is true? Because um, You think capitalism operates with a bunch of people being real with each other? I think at the to highest what, levels, yes. I kind of wonder how much of it is like, I'm going to put my cars on the table, you're going to put yours on the table, and we'll find... I'll take an L, you'll take an L, I'll take a W, you'll take a W. Well, the people at the very top aren't responsible for anything. They have people to work for them. Mm -hmm. That's why they succeed. They get to say all the things they really want to say. Like, I don't give a fuck about that. What's the bottom line? To the person they've hired to make it look pretty for them. Mm -hmm. Interesting. There is a level of, like, brutal honesty mixed with, like, callousness and cruelty that... Because where is an ethical billionaire ever? Right. Does one exist? Um, Oprah Winfrey? She keeps her own water and doesn't share. Oh, What no. does that mean? Dude, you... there's a water crisis coming. Oprah Winfrey has her own private water. And yeah, she, in... she's way more important than me. <laughs> Wait, her own we private water, you, like Oprah. a reservoir? In Santa Barbara. Yeah. <gasps> oh, that's wild. No. Yeah. Hmm? Okay, boo hiss. That's just um, facts. But again, it's like, yeah, again, ethic, or does an ethical billionaire exist? Probably. Uh, I want to try keep trying to name them. <laughs> <laughs> Probably uh, not because you, you know, you have all these people working for you and you're not accountable. So I do think that there is a level of honesty, like unbridled honesty that happens at the very top. Yeah. But then there is all this bullshit. And have you ever read a corporate email? It's so coded and it's so passive aggressive and you never know when you're, it's fucking sucks yo yeah i'm on a thing right now because i'm on a couple of talky talk things and i'm getting the most coded thirsty bullshit reply alls because instead of bccing all of us on this she cc'd us and so now every time somebody replies all like they have a new signature with a different link and it's like i'd love to attend but i will be doing the following and it's a reply all to let everyone know they're too busy and what else they're doing like the coded language bullshit of it all i just delete delete i don't read you any of it it's can't. so gross wait how many people are on this reply all yo like 30 yo no. <laughs> i did you write back and say please bcc this list I have just stopped responding and I kind of use it as I laugh. I laugh and I get to bring it up on a pod and they oh. know who they are. And I'm thinking if they listen, they know I'm talking about them. Oh, listen, though, that is like spring cleaning shit. Yeah. Fucking I would be on that so fast and just say like, hi, do you mind BCCing this list and resending? Thank you so much. Like, this is not OK. I like that move. Mm-mm. That's good honesty, Mary That's Jane. Really I have done honesty. that. Yeah. I have done that when I've ended up on a reply all. I've just said like, hey, this is, you know, do you mind just BCCing all of us and starting a new thread? So that we can correspond with you, but I don't need to be in fucking conversation with 30 other people that I don't know about something that is like a trivial matter. No. Yeah. That happened to me on a game show audition. The producer forgot to BCC and CC to everyone who auditioned. Yo, no. And then everyone just started reply alling with their handles. Yeah, of course. (laughs) As a joke, or was it real? I, like... Some of them were real for sure because someone was pushing a short film. Oh but... my! On a game, <laughs> on a game yeah. Damn and I was like, 
this is madness. Yeah, that's it's the wild fucking west. Don't that's forget bananas. to BCC, man. That's just like etiquette, email etiquette 101. So important. Spring clean that shit. Yeah, yeah. No. 100%. Can I talk about Facebook Messenger etiquette? I Do you ever check your messages on Red Folder on Facebook or I'm anywhere? Afraid. I'm very yeah. afraid. Okay. I occasionally will get, because I have my notifications on. So I got a notification that I had an unread message and I went to look at it and you know, you can sort of see what it is without mm-hmm. accepting the request. So I read it and chose not to respond. And then someone else who was a friend of that person came into my main DMs and was like, yo, check your unread messages because my friend is trying to get a hold of you. And I was like, uh, that's actually not how this works. Like would if I wanted take- to get back to your person, everyone I reads their requests. It, everyone it's not like you're unavailable right yeah you missed it yeah damn so i was like um if i haven't responded it's because either it's like not a good fit for me or i don't have time right now or whatever it is and i will get back to you at some point of course i'm not just gonna let you languish in fucking hell but it was so like that popped up and then someone immediately popped up and they were like check your unreads and i was like what it reminded me of the time that i was on tinder for like a week when i moved to la and i was like i'm lonely and scrolling and i was like okay what is this fucking alone scroll Never. I, I will say I never actually met up with anyone, so I don't know what that Tinder landscape is actually like. But I did have the experience of being on Tinder, seeing someone who I knew from the weed world, not mat- like swiping whichever way you swipe for it not to match. And then he texted me and was like, yo, I saw you were on Tinder. Do you want to hook up? And I was like, that's not how this works. Yo, apply that to your career. Like, don't do it to creep women out. Like, proper use channels. That, yeah, Use proper the etiquette. Channels. Hi. Yo, dude, come on. Did yeah. You hook up? <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> My trick is if someone messages me without saying hi, I automatically don't respond. Oh, interesting. I just delete that message. Huh? You're not even gonna say hi? <laughs> oh, you would hate if I messaged you <laughs> yeah. sometimes. But no, that's different. We're friends. I'm talking about outsiders. Oh. Out, like people who, because I love white space and brevity. <laughs> yeah what if mike just made a mistake and like it's did different. the high afterwards like it's different this is uh people specifically asking me to check out their shit mm. you know vote for me in this yeah. blah, 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 blah. it's like the spam messages okay you know what i mean at least tr- lie to me i like, get those on hey, linkedin Allie. a lot where it's just like love for you to check this out i'm yeah. like i don't even know you and yeah. it looks like you live in a foreign country <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow yeah so Those i just rough. automatically if you don't say hi, at least hello hello I hope this finds you well. Not even that. Bare minimum. Hi. Mm-hmm. Hi. Yo. Yep. Would you take a sup? Sup. You yeah, take sup. a sup? I'll take a sup. Because it's at least acknowledging you're starting mm-hmm. conversation with Would me. you take asterisk, what? head nod, asterisk? Yes. Okay. All right. Would Not you, just would you take the double- vote for me the <laughs> comedy show. I'm not, no. Delete. Yep. You guys say hi. Allie, in these times, my short film has... <laughs> reverence and resonates i had someone uh who had dm'd me and i hadn't gotten back to them and i didn't know them at all and had never met them and had no reason to get back to them quickly and then they dm me as a follow-up and they just wrote two words which were bueller bueller and i was like nah nope i don't like that i don't like that no no don't do that to people and hack yeah people everyone's having a hard time right now it is like covid plus like whatever you have going on in your life plus pandemic plus just general fucking exhaustion so if i'm not getting back to you or you're not getting back to anyone let it all let it all ride let it all flow absolutely is is empathy a part of spring cleaning then because we get in 
I feel like Ali, you and I are very similar in a lot of ways. And Mary Jane and I check each other yeah. on the extremes that we can swing where it's like, um, like reminding me just now that people are human, I think is <laughs> an important thing that I, I really appreciate about you. You know what I mean? Thanks. Yeah. And on the other side, it's like, what are you doing? Don't get back to them. Just delete that shit. Right. And we swing pretty hard. Is but is spring? Is there room for empathy in spring cleaning? Always. Has to be. Spring uh, empathy is the fucking detergent you use on your floor to yeah. clean your house. Mm-hmm. It's your magic eraser. It is your broom and dustpan. Yep. Gratitude and empathy. Those It'll are make the your two tools. Faucets to- shine. Your windows sparkle. Mm, that's mm-hmm. the house I want to live in. Yeah. Yep. Damn. And you know when I'm like, people are only human, you know I'm talking about me. <laughs> like, that is just me trying to make excuses, preemptive, all the time for myself, just to be like, you know, everyone fucks up a little, guess what, I fucked up. But anyway, <laughs> but you love me, so, and you have to look at me every week. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, and I you're, just, a, you know. you're allowed to be empathetic and not, and, and still firm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, empathy isn't always like this it doesn't always have to be this like soft excuse driven place it's bitch shit what are you talking about (laughs) do you know what i'm saying it's bitch shit Mm. what empathy is for excuses are bitch shit excuses excuses and there's of course there are exceptions right like you have to be open but for me it's like if someone cancels I, especially me, if I cancel, I always want to say, hey, I'm so sorry, this was my bad, let's make it work on your terms another time. I'm like not in a great space right now. And if I have canceled like three times, I have to check that behavior. Mm-hmm. Like what's going on with me that I can't sustain an appointment that I'm looking forward to? It says so much more about what I'm going through. You know what I mean? And with, so I try to remember that when people cancel on me. Mm-hmm. Like that's where empathy comes into place. Like I know what it's like to cancel on someone because things are tough and it's genuine. I'm going to give someone the benefit of the doubt to, and allow them that same grace that I've been given. But when it becomes a pattern, I'm going to be like, yo, are you okay? Mm-hmm. That's huge. I mean, Brene Brown famously has the just assume that everyone is doing their best all the time and you will have a much better life. If you just look at everyone around you, whether or not they're fucking up, whether or not you think that, you know, they could be doing something differently. If you just assume that everyone is doing their best all the time, that will put you in a different place to have empathy and consideration for what they're going through. And I think the boundaried, firm empathy, like a, like a good mattress is like the fucking best way to sleep, you Hell know? Yeah. Hell yeah. I can go to sleep every night on some boundaried, firm empathy. Yeah, because what happens when it's too <laughs> soft, right? You're like enveloped in it. Yeah, You're you get like, lost you in can't that shit. get out like a beanbag chair, my nemesis. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this spineless structure. Yeah. You know what I mean? No beanbag empathy. Yeah. Uh-huh. No. Yeah, only the Casper mattress style. And anyone who says, I am an empath, is not. Correct. And anyone because who empath- calls you a narcissist is a narcissist. Is a narcissist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can say, I see some narcissistic tendencies here because I've read that this behavior matches this. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. But you can't be like, she's a narcissist, she's a sociopath, because those are like huge terms. Yep. Huge terms and speak so much more to like what you're projecting onto that. Yep. You know what I mean? Because you don't know until you have the conversation. And you never know if someone's lying to your face. It's crazy. Don't look at me. <laughs> and then we both look at Mike. <laughs> well, what's, your, what's your deal with empathy? Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, Go on. Three one. Um, the uh, it's it's uh very tricky as a dude because I think I have a lot of it naturally, but I go against it as hard as possible at all times, and that 
is complicated, but it's also because I think if at least at least coming up, um, being a guy who is also sensitive and also like wanted to be positive and think the best of people gets you eaten alive. That just straight up gets you eaten alive. Like you're never going to climb certain ladders that you might want to climb if you don't have courage. You're tough. You say what you mean and you call bullshit out. Like, you know, there's something to those Aaron Sorkin fast talky yeah. theater plays. But those don't plays. exclude empathy. None of none of what you just said excludes empathy. Right. And that's the problem is that you don't learn that that's all a part of it. How all you integrate. see is like all you see is like, oh, I just gotta be tough and not let anything affect me. Mm. And and that's what you miss the mark on because you're just not developed. I'm just not. I'm saying you, but it's me, but it's like I'm just like not <laughs> developed enough to like grasp all the intricacies of it so it's like oh if i'm just like a hard asshole that nothing affects then that's what i'm emulating because i see that's what works out in the world and being aloof is like the greatest way to self-preserve right? oh for sure mm, oh yeah yeah oh man don't get to know me but yeah, you'll right. learn. yeah for sure just know what i'm showing you right well i love that i think that's important doesn't that wing back around is bite you on the ass though um, all of that kind of, you know, self-preservation, aloofness. Not I think they're really in. important tools to have. Yeah, hmm. I, I agree. Wow. You guys are terrifying, <laughs> but it's like, because you, I think that's how the world is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yo, that's how shit is, whether There's you want way, it to no, be or not. not for, I mean, I, I just moved through the world very differently. And I think that like, you know, I, I think that I love being friends with the two of you because I think 20 years ago I wouldn't have had the fortitude to be friends with you, <laughs> honestly, because I would be worried about, um, like doing something wrong and upset like I would just be scared but like I have confidence in my own abilities to you know be your a good friend to yeah. both of you now and that comes with living my own way which is not being aloof and being very like barba papa do you know what a barba papa is Mm-mm. okay that's a weird Canadian reference but like being um <laughs> you know well what is it what is yeah is I, there I'd rather learn it than like <laughs> than not wonder forever. Let me explain a weird I call you at three in the morning <laughs> Are you gonna say it? Okay. You message me what's Barbara Papa? Like I'm not reading this. What? I didn't say hi. <laughs> okay. I grew up with the Barbara Papas. It might be French, but it's a it's a they were a group of sort of shape shifters and they could become anything. So a Barbara Papa could become a chair or a pot or a whatever, but they were sentient beings. And I feel like I have throughout my life been something of a Barbara Papa. Like learning how to assume different forms and do different things and work different jobs from like working on a fucking salmon boat to you know writing about cannabis to being a performer to learning how to be you know good at something that I never expected to be good at and so that was because I wanted to please people but also because that's kind of my nat my nature is to be malleable and because you are both so strong and set that I like you would have scared me at one time and now I'm glad (laughs) that I'm not scared of you (laughs) well it's also like this is only how I am with people I feel safe with right You know what I mean? Like, I cannot fabricate this, uh, which is what holds me up in my Mm stand-up. It's because I have to feel good to do good. And if I don't feel good, fuck. And then if I have to fabricate that feeling, if I have to, like, you know, pretend like I'm good, I don't have a good show because I'm not feeling good. And the audience is not my friend. So how did you decide what to cut out of your life? Because I feel like that's bigger than stand-up. I have high blood pressure now. For real? For real. I don't, I, 
Is, is that serious? It can lead to like heart disease. It can lead to blood disease. Mm -hmm. um, I already have endometriosis. So oh. it's stress on top of stress on top of stress. And it's when it becomes a matter of like life or death, like I hate that it came to that because I really should have figured it out beforehand. And we missed a joke about high blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> and that's eating. That's a segment now. <laughs> yeah. Where I just get stoned and rant about what's pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I love that segment. High blood pressure. Pressure with Ali Lou. Yeah. <laughs> yes, let's do this. Let's do this. Um, I, I wrote a, again. I wrote down a list. I list. I wrote down a list of things that are taking my time, and I highlighted the things that brought me actual joy. And I kept the things that I highlighted, and I let go of the things that didn't, because I find that in the things that I let go of, I was able to retain. Like I quit my sketch team, for example. Mm -hmm. That was. Um, really hard for me to do because it feeds into the narrative of I quit. Because yeah. as a dropout, I quit. What do you mean mm. dropout? I dropped out of school. College? College. I went to a conservatory and uh, I left Thanksgiving break and never went back. Cool. Because if I continued, I would never sing again. Mm -hmm. And it's hard when you're working as a singer already and you're going to school, the animosity that... It's very competitive and it's ugly and yeah, we were all pitch perfect and it was this beautiful thing, but I was miserable. So I went home and then I found TV. I started working in as an you know for the affiliates and putting together the commercial breaks and breaking down a broadcast day and watching TV and I was like, oh, I want to do TV forever. And then Fox found me, and then I was invited here. But then ten months into my contract, they eliminated my department because Netflix was getting into full swing. And they were all moving to video on demand. So I've had to pivot my whole life. And I didn't start an open mic until February 15th, 2016. Mm -hmm. Because I found out the guy who I was sleeping with was a stand-up and was saying what I would say in our conversations on stage. Yo! Yeah. And it didn't, I didn't find out until I went on Twitter and followed him on Twitter. And then he was like, why do you follow me on Twitter? You're crazy. Yeah, it's your fault. Get off fucking Twitter. So I went to the open. I went to Westside <laughs> Comedy Club the next day, and I went. I did an open mic, and I did one every day for two years. And you just cut out your sketch team for the same feeling reasons. Yeah, I cut it out because I, yeah, you know, I first of all, I loved being on the team. I value what I learned on the team because this was a group of established people at a at a comedy school who took me someone who had never gone to a sketch writing class and saw potential and invited me into a space I would have never been invited to mm -hmm. otherwise. Because a lot of people who do sketch know that I'm funny, but don't invite me to these spaces because I'm a competitor. But a lot of the girls on this team are true allies and made this space for me. Like Julia Bartlett, who was one of the uh, girls on the team, she did a sketch that was a parade of Joe Biden impressions. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was a mistake that I was on the email, but she included me like no questions asked. Like, I don't look like Joe Biden. And she was like, just find a hook. Just find something to like, like, so his teeth, right? Like, yeah. his are huge things. So I just <laughs> jutted the teeth out. Uh -huh. <laughs> and that's, He looks crazy. Yeah. Yeah. His, he's already skull. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, that's true allyship. That's mm -hmm. true diversity. Like, not leaving me out of something because I don't already look like... Well, we're all women, too. <laughs> so yeah. we already don't look like Joe Biden. Right. Um, and to go from, like, a, like a stand-up guest on that show to then the next month being invited as a performer, like a guest performer, and then the next month they had me as an official member, and then the pandemic hit. So we only really got to do one real live show together. 
And so much of sketch is like relying on that instant gratification of an audience, right? Whether it be five people or 50, you feel good, you did a show. And it's just not happening right now. Mm-hmm. So I really force digital and how much work it is to do a digital show. Yeah. I took that work on. And some it's fresh energy that was matched by some and not all. Mm-hmm. And when it became something that I was no longer looking forward to, I knew it was time to go. So I took the steps to like leave gracefully because I didn't want to burn any bridges. I'm so grateful. I learned so much. Curtis Rainsbury was our director and he taught me so much about sketch writing by just changing like one word. And one day I just realized that I need to do things with friends because this is so much work and we're not getting paid and all my energy is gone. So thank you for your time. I'm out. Yeah. That's a real spring clean. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. It's so, it, like, to do something because you enjoy it. I mean, we made the deal when we started this podcast that if it wasn't fun, we'd walk away from it. And the more we've grown and the more we worked hard to build something, the scarier that gets. But we revisit it all the time. You have like, to. When we were in Port Townsend and it was like September was rolling around, it was sort of like we felt like the winter coming. I remember we went for that beach walk and yep. we shook hands on it. And yep. We were like, let's, let's keep doing this for, and we gave it another one more year a year no bigger promise but let's give it another year yep because we knew that it was like some days were going to be really hard to sit down and record when everything around you is darkness and sadness and pain and like you yourself are experiencing whatever it is that you're going through and we know that like our job is to like have a great time for the most part on the podcast but also be real it just seemed like a big thing to do but we shook we revisited and shook hands on it because we knew that was important because we were like we're in this because we like each other not because we're like engineering something right you're not curating this like aesthetic of weed and grub this house of weed and grub you know what I mean? but you are naturally we That's are a byproduct of the authenticity you put into your work you know what i mean there's this great book called Thank wired you. for love i will send you my audiobook version of it if you'd like it basically that says you know you are your person and you have your reality and mike is his person he has his reality weed and grub needs to operate in a third reality mm-hmm Okay, based on that description, I'll listen. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Weed and grub reality. Weed and grub reality is a third reality. Yeah. Because you can't be bringing Mary Jane's shit into weed and grub stuff. It has nothing to do with weed and grub. I mean, I do, but but it's hopefully for for a purpose or an effect to talk about something that's real. Exactly. Right. Exactly. But like that that is your third reality to preserve and to care for in a mindful way. And to, to go back and forth from your own reality to the third takes some time to like adjust, but then it becomes like riding a motorcycle. You switch gears and it's fluid and you're able to like sustain the ride. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Yeah. Damn, because then you can have those little brains for a million people, places, and things. Yes. And you can like switch it up based on each. And Absolutely. then bring new, like you're a new brain today for yeah. our, your new wire. Yeah. Damn, Ellie. Isn't this is that cool. awesome? Isn't yeah, it that is. fucking awesome? And yeah. it's like... And it's a time bomb. Yeah. It's going... <laughs> <laughs> and we don't know which one to cut. And we don't know who to cut. I'm <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm MacGruber. <laughs> I speak yeah. coming from the place where I work and play with my partner. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Buldev makes my shit slap. He has a skill set that I am trying to learn, so I don't rely so heavily on that, because I have a little bit more momentum right now. I don't want him to feel like he has to just bear the brunt of my work. And then he has no time for his own work because he is a f- 
fucking magical person who deserves to put time and space into his effort. Yeah. So it's like with his projects, I will ride shotgun. And with my project, he rides shotgun. So important. And then the thing that we do together, we have to do as equal. Yeah. Yeah. Is the title of this episode The Bull and the Rainbow Noodle? <laughs> I think so, yeah. 100% yes. Unlike the fact that you love him so much and everything, should we get to our buds this week? Yes. Let's do buds of the week. Okay. You know what we're doing, right? I sure do. Okay. okay. Who's your bud of the week, Allie? Um, my bud of the week is uh, Joe, Joel's dog, Falcor. Yes! <laughs> Oh, yes. yes. Shout out at Brother Elephant on Instagram. Yeah. And wait, what's Falcor's Instagram? I think it's just at Falcor, right? Falcorius? I think yeah. it's Falcorius the Terrier, maybe? He's a hot, he's a hunk. He is fucking smooth. <laughs> Come on, that dog has 14K already. Uh, Falcorius, F A L K O R I U S. Uh, he has 14.3K followers. He's doing great. Yeah. At eight weeks old. I met him. Uh, he's a chick magnet. He is very popular with uh, hikers in Runyon Canyon. He and Archie Moo got along. They were like wing wing pups. <laughs> um, Archie Moo was initially like he's very not interested in other dogs, but by the end they were kind of running together as like a little shoulder to shoulder through the trails, which I thought was very sweet. Maybe they're actually crying together like you and I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Falcor. Yeah. He's a Shout good out dog. Falcor. Well, okay. shit. I want to go next because my butt of the week is my mom and dad's dog, Kate. Oh. I Kate? wanted to shout out Kate Glazer. Yeah. Kate Glazer. Yep. Kate Glazer is 15 years old and it's a mix of two white dogs. One is long and one is hairy. I don't know what they are, but that's the shape. And um, Kate's uh, 15 and a great dog who I just wanted to shout out on this episode. Shout out Kate. Shout out Kate. She, she has bows in her fur sometimes, right? Yeah, she has little pink bows in her big, long, white ears. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, you hold the ears up and they look like bat, bat Do wings. your parents say, say hello to your sister? No, they don't pull that bullshit okay. with me because they know I won't play. <laughs> I don't really play with that. Like, when, when Heather Matarazzo was on our um was on an episode, she mentioned her dog, and I go, oh, what do you call it? She goes, you obviously don't have a dog, because the word it would never come into your vocabulary about it's that little... It's she? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they don't play with that with me, but um, yeah, you uh, we had a dog... Them. them. What do you yeah. call them? Yeah. I think they all are kind of non-binary, yeah. mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, shout out Kate Glazer, and that's my butt of the week. Um. Because I clearly can't do a human, uh, I'm going to do uh, Archie and Bobo, who have sustained me throughout this pandemic. Um, Bobo the cat is one million years old, and he is a fucking miracle. Like, I adopted him six years ago now, and I was, like, told that he was very old at the time and that, you know, he might not make it very long. He has ruled over my life with an iron paw (laughs) for six fucking years now. He bosses Archie. He gets me to do whatever he wants. He's fucking awesome. And then Archie's just my sweet little hairy sun bear. So that's my, those are my buds of the week. And they sleep, they bookend me when I sleep. So they're like two little hot fur batteries on either side of me. Do you, are they charging you or are you charging them? Or is this another thing from Allie's book? It's a loop, I think, right? Yeah. Isn't that your theory? An infinity loop. I do. I think everyone's down on their own, like levels of spiritual rechargery. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, you've, you're creating some kind of loop that kind of builds everybody back up to morning. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think that's, I think it's true. I agree with you. 
and warmth because it's been fucking cold. It's cold and it's <laughs> yeah. dark. So cold. It's yeah. like it's like winter has just been it's so dark and so cold all the time. It's so weird. Maybe it's because I only get out of the house at like five o'clock and then Dead. it's like getting dark. I'm like, oh what happened to the day? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Why is it dark? Oh, it's night. Oh. I stayed up till six. I went to bed until three. I had coffee. Next thing I know it's night again. I don't know what's going on. Fuck. But it happens every day. It's oh, so yeah. It does. Mary Jane it gets one of these day. journals, and instead of color coding it, it's just black pencil, like some kind of omen child who's been keeping night track. again. She's just, the Babadook. She's just yeah. drawing the Babadook over and over again. Like, why do you have so many broken crayons? Endless darkness. <laughs> Look, things are going good. Well, what time did you get up? Six fifty-five. <laughs> <laughs> PM. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I like that you held the... Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Uh, All right. Do you want to plug your shit? Um, what is it? What, what do you what, even plug now? Oh, doing? your TikTok's blowing up. Yeah. Shout out to everyone on TikTok who's been so fucking kind to me and while I figure all this out. Um, you can find me at Extra Large Petite. Is it EX or X? EX. Okay. Extra Large Petite spelled out. Um, and yeah, catch trash talking. That's on YouTube. We have a 420 episode coming up. You might uh, recognize some familiar faces. Um, and I'm very excited about trash talking. It is my fake daytime talk show on the internet that I put all of my money into uh, for five views. So it's awesome. Thank you. It it's is fucking greatest. It's uh, very funny. It. Uh, I want to make TV, and this is going to get me closer to making TV. So yes, it is. I want to make TV, and I want to put people who I want to put into it. And Right for them, right for you, right with you. Enough of this shit, you know? Fucking right. I'll be on your screen. Hell yeah. Coming We're in. shooting 4K, so... Uh. Okay. I will also be on your screen. Yes. Just casting myself in your projects. You are in my projects, you guys. <laughs> I honestly... If you take anything away from this, fucking just go make shit with friends. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Spring clean the cobwebs and the things you don't need out of the corners. Grow with friends and good people in your life. And be good to yourself. Yeah. Hmm. Be kind it, to yourself. It's okay to let go of things that no longer serve you, and that doesn't have to be in a transactional kind of way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, is it depleting you of joy, or is it, you know, reinvigorating you? And even if it's hard, do you still love it? Because that's a question, because this shit gets hard. Life is hard. Yeah. Damn. If anybody just fast-forwarded to the last two minutes of this, they're going to be like, they're brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> So good. Life is hard. <laughs> Life cool. Is hard. <laughs> That's oh. where we got with weed and grub this week, everyone. <laughs> really figuring out life's mysteries. Life, weed and grub. Life is hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, this has been so great. Thank you so much for coming for our very first ever all-time whole ep three-person dealio. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody, follow us at Weed and Grub on Instagram. Email us at wg at weedandgrub.com. And if you can, please take a second and give us a five-star review and write us a review on iTunes because it really does make a huge difference in our visibility and popping up in people's feeds and more people learning about us. And we will be a part of South by Southwest March 16th through March 21st. Mm-hmm. So if you are interested in checking out our episode about how art and entertainment is crucial in destigmatizing cannabis or any of the other incredible speakers like Stacey Abrams, and then watch us. Um, <laughs> we're going to be at South by March 16th through March 21st. Yep. Anything so else? Excited. I think that's it. All right. This has been so fucking fun. I feel uh, filled up. I feel filled up and cleaned out. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Right? Gross. Well. <laughs> <laughs>